Hello, thank you for joining the podcast. This is Spiritually Curious, and I am your host, Khalik. We have all at some point in our lives pondered the elusive question, who am I? Some of us inquired, who am I out of confusion, needing an answer in order to gain clarity and direction in our lives. Other times asking because we were perplexed. Discovering what we once knew to be true about ourselves have become either questionable or altogether false. The person we believed ourselves to be, the image and idea we associated for so long with I am had changed and that I am became unidentifiable. But isn't life itself simply a series of variations? Nothing stays the same in life for too long. Everything is becoming something new. Seconds maturing into years, days turning into nights, children growing to be adults, summers and winters, living and dying, the young growing old and the naive becoming wise. The only thing that's constant about life that is unchanging is that change is taking place, that change is inevitable. So who am I suggests that we are simple entities tethered to a singular idea that can be fully described with a few attributes and concepts, something that's static, something that's fixed. We're looking for a simple answer that's easy to understand so we can attach that label to ourselves and live according to it. Hold that as our identity. But just like life, we are always changing and there is no definite label that you can place on an object in a perpetual state of transformation that it will not eventually surpass. And this is what happens to us in life. So the question we should be asking is not who am I, but rather who and what am I becoming? When we ask this question, who and what I am becoming, we open ourselves up to discovering more than a singular idea of our identity defined according to mundane terminology. Jack is a good person. Sarah has a attitude problem. This person is is beautiful. This person is intelligent. Uh, This is what we look for to identify uh, ourselves with and hold ourselves to and hold ourselves accountable for upkeeping. But when we ask who and what I am becoming, we are looking past this dimension for answers and into another for discovery of self. And self-discovery is an endless practice of uncovering the who and what you are becoming. It never ends. But to discover who and what you are, You must first empty yourself of the multitude of ideas given to you by others that have been occupying space in your consciousness as your identity. Now, these are various ideas that serve someone else's agenda and not your own. They inform you. This is what God is. This is who God is. This is what love feels like. This is what makes you important or valuable. This is what you're supposed to be doing in life at this point. This is what 20-year-olds do. This is what 40-year-olds do. This is how 60-year-olds dress. This, these, these ideas. 
You know, religion gives us ideas of our spiritual and physical worth, what type of people are good and what type of people we should dislike, the friends we can have, the friends we cannot have, you know, the final word on who God is and what God wants from us. Friends feed us ideas about what's best for us, what we should be doing at this time and and who we are. But the problem is not in religion, it's not in friends, it's not in the culture sharing ideas. The problem is when they demand that we adhere to their ideas or suffer the consequences because they know what's best for us, even more so than ourselves. Now, I'm not saying ignore what's being said by the people you trust, but I am saying to take into account what you feel is the best thing for yourself. What direction your path is leading you in. If you're not aware that if you're not aware of your path, then you'll have to walk according to someone else's directions until you get so far off your own path that you will begin to search for how to search for it, how to even get back to it. That's why on this podcast, I stick to freely informing instead of rigid instruction. I'm not trying to create an army of mini me's. I'm not trying to clone myself. I share my thoughts and the things that make sense to me based on my personal spiritual experiences. I'm not trying to make you guys into me. The best thing for you at this particular stage of your life may be to implement this information that I share, or it may be to completely ignore it. Only you know the answer. I'm not here to tell you what to do and how to do it. I'm not demanding that you relate to God according to my direction. I'm simply here to provide light for your path, your own individual path. You have to direct yourself along the path. Your path may be through Christ or Buddha or Islam or your own or according to your own spiritual protocol. I'm not trying to convert anyone. I'm not trying to to do these things. You know, that's not my goal. I'm simply offering the perspective I live by. And if it can help you at this stage in your life, great. Awesome. But if it cannot help you at all, that's great as well. We all have a unique path to walk a personalized spiritual journey. No two spiritual journeys are the same. No two journeys are the same. Therefore, No one can direct you along your path. Believe that. Understand that. Remember that. It's your path. The turns you make or decisions to continue walking straight on the path are your responsibility. Don't believe the hype that we're all on the same spiritual path. How can we all be on the same path spiritually when we all walk these paths of life in our own unique way? When we love in our own unique way express ourselves in our own unique way and interpret experiences all in a personalized way. Now, I saw a post uh, um, from uh, Deepak Chopra uh, Instagram page that said seven billion people experience today in a different way. Wow. If you think about that, it's, it's, it's extremely deep because if our days are experienced in different ways, each one of us all experiencing a day in a different way, how much more are we experiencing our spiritual paths in different ways? Discovering who and what I am becoming 
demands that you be true to yourself. It demands that you authentically and unapologetically express yourself as you truly are. That is the only way that you will be able to understand who and what you are becoming. Truth recognizes truth. You know, this also speaks to purpose. Purpose is not limited to a vocation, a job, a task. Purpose is simply being who you were created to be, being yourself. The answer to who and what you are becoming is hidden in the language of true self-expression. Being yourself, being yourself. People spend their entire lives trying to get closer to God through scripture, church buildings, temples, holy books, nature, etc. Whatever they can find. But all these things are outside of us. Nothing can bring us closer to God than when we are living as our true selves and in tune with the self, the who and what I am becoming. This is because we were created from the very essence of God. Think about this. What material or substance did God use to create us? The only substance available was God, because if any other substance were in existence, before God, that God could have used to create us, then that substance itself would not only be greater than God, but would also be what God is made of. So God had to use God to create us. So God formed us into the unique entities we are by using God. Therefore, being yourself, that divinely specific form, which was created by God, is your place of power and potential. And you lose that when you act as someone else or untrue to who you are. Now, to try to make it more, to try to make it plain, let me think about paper, which is made from trees. Okay, the tree is the substance. And the paper is the form, but the tree is not limited to taking only the form of paper. It can also uh, be used to make chewing gum. It can take the form of chewing gum, crayons. It can take the form of aspirin or rubber. Each form has its own identity and unique characteristics and uses. So a crayon being used as aspirin is just as useless as you trying to fit in and be someone that you're not. Your power is in your uniqueness. So therefore, in the activity of being yourself, you are one with God, intentionally connected. But as you act outside of that space, there is a disconnect, never a separation from God, but a disconnect, definitely a disconnect. And it's not on God's part, but it's always on our end. You know, this obsession that we have with fitting in this obsession we have with fitting in and and conforming to the culture it's causing us to create a divide between us and God because it is in opposition to the purpose in which we were created so it's okay if you don't fit in believe me it's okay if you don't fit in because God never intended you to do so Take pride in the fact that you never, ever, ever will fit in. Why, you ask? It's because God 
didn't create you to fit in. God created you to stand out by being yourself. 